0: Looking for a job isn't easy. It used to be that you could apply at a big name tech company and build a great career for yourself. But times have changed. Many of these companies have gone full woke. And if you aren't the right gender, ethnicity, you don't use pronouns, or if you're not an activist for the preferred cause, then good luck. Why would you risk your career on that? At Red Balloon, we're connecting good employees with top quality companies that value you for your skills and your work ethic, not your social activism score. Employers who post jobs on Red Balloon are focused on creating an enjoyable and productive work culture, free from divisive woke mandates. So if you want to find a serious career path without the nonsense, come to Red Balloon and post your resume today. Because you shouldn't have to choose between your job and your values. That's redballoon.work where you can find your future.
1: Home, it's where you build your legacy, where traditions are started, seeds are planted, meals are shared, and stories are told. We are Chris and Natalie Carpenter, owners of Story Real Estate, and our team of top agents helps people find homes in Moscow, Idaho, and around the country.
0: Have you thought about a move? Contact us to get connected with a top agent who shares your values and puts your family first. Or reach out to us about our Moscow Relocation Guide.
1: Wherever you're looking to go, we can help you find home. Call us at Story Real Estate, or visit us at storyrealestate.com and start building your legacy.
2: I keep hitting the student, I keep hitting the table, I did it again. Stop it! Hey y'all, welcome to Politic. we're back!
3: Except for so Pastor
2: Toby. I he's hope you enjoyed all those uh, reruns last last week. Uh, he's well, he's vacation plus work. He, he was doing a little both. Oh. It's mixed travel.
4: You know, y'all y'all must love y'all pastor over there. Y'all give him a nice long vacation. I ain't never given Pastor Wilson that kind of vacation.
2: <laughs> You'd you be
4: gone for a week and a half, two weeks. We need you. <laughs> get back.
2: <laughs> Where you at? You're lined outside of his office. You know, <laughs> like Moses. Somebody like, come go, on.
4: Somebody go get
2: him. Yeah. Hey, we got we got Keith in the studio taking, you know, subbing in for Pastor Toby. Chuck Knox. Yes. I'm the water boy. It's good to be with you guys on Cross Politic. And then of course, we actually got uh, Joel Courtney, a yes. Moscow, a Moscow legend. Yes. You know,
4: Yes, you know. when I got to Moscow, we were in a movie together.
2: You and Joel? Yeah, yeah. What
4: was that movie?
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's called River Thief, Key. Oh, it's, I've heard about called, River Thief. Yeah, yeah you, you should haven't watch seen it. it. Oh, I haven't seen, seen it? it. I was amazing. Were oh, you oh, the guy who I mean, stole the car? Joe, Joe was good, too. No, no, no he was. Joe? The, oh. He was not. Oh, man. <laughs> 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 he, he, he just assumes the, because you're black and you're <laughs> the guy in the movie and the black guy steals the car.
4: This is the last time you on
2: the show, Last time.
4: I was a limo driver. Okay. Yeah, unforgettable.
2: You know, all so, right, what? we gotta get past this. I'm I'm embarrassed for Keith. It's it's, <laughs> it's Pi Day. Pi, Pi, Pi. Is it? I mean, it's beyond Pi Day. Do you know what? It, dude, that's really sensitive yeah, right now. Yeah, it is because yeah. I am uh, liking
4: not knowing my movie. And I our was friends
2: in. from Story Real Estate were kind enough to give us a Mary Berry pie. Oh. So pie so day. why is it Pi Day? Because uh, it's three point one four. There you go. Something something. Well something.
5: done. Um, Good. Was it Did have you to- know that three point one four? Three point one four percent of all sailors are pirates. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not laughing because you didn't see the movie. I was pirates. In the show. Yeah. Yeah, three point one four.
2: Yeah. Oh, that's let me
3: <laughs> come here. I hope
2: we've all brought your attention to this ad. Home. It's where you build your legacy, where traditions are started, seeds are planted, mills are shared, and stories are told. Home is where Joel Courtney left long time ago and is not in <laughs> Moscow anymore. Um, the home is where you go to prepare and go out to the world. Like, what you know, Joel. Joel's out in the world, you know, out of Moscow. Find the home that's perfect for you, for your family. Um, in you know, uh, this ad is not really story. working well. Enough. I try to integrate Joel in here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We all story real estate. I'm, I'm sitting here Just, going, Gabe can't read. <laughs> like, Gabe can't read. Hey, you got your chance halfway through the show. Story Real Estate is Moscow's top real estate team. They give people real estate advice all over the country. Family homes, investment lands, new construction or commercial. They know real estate. If you thought about moving to Moscow or anywhere in the country, reach out to get connected with Story Real Estate agents wherever you're going. They can help you find your best home, your next home, whatever investment visit story real com. yeah we definitely owe them another yeah ad. yeah hey, to, no. <laughs> I, I got bored after i was like i was like man i messed this up with joel and and i i i gotta apologize to our guests now and i gotta apologize to our <laughs> i'm
4: just
2: like you know <laughs> and, uh, the pie thing anyway,
4: <laughs> i gotta say this before we move on to joel i gotta yeah. say this so um, during the break i asked our listeners what do they prefer do they prefer to have a daily 30 minute show or okay. do they want, do they miss the long form? You know, yeah. we used to do a show on Wednesday that yeah. was about 30, 45 minutes. And then we did a show on Sunday that was an hour, hour and a half. It would vary. Yo. Yeah. And so I got back a lot of feedback. And because I gave people the dichotomy, which is really a false one. You can have both. <laughs> <laughs> but I made them choose. And a lot of people really like the daily because they're in touch with the news, yeah. but really miss the richness of that like, long show format. Long form interview, and all so, that stuff, yeah. yeah you know, okay. the conclusion that I've come to, and, I, and this is what we're gonna try to do, is make you know our Friday shows, or at least once a week, because that's when we were doing it. We were doing a show four times a month, mm-hmm. once a week. And now that we have the daily, we're trying now to move towards a long form, once a, a week episode. So that we get the meaty things. Maybe we take yeah. some of the things during yeah. the week yeah. and get a chance and to roll them into the yeah. long form. And, and so we're going to merge together both. So, guys, if you like the daily, that's not going anywhere. And if you miss the long form, we're only going to add it now to yeah. the daily show yeah. as well once a week. So and maybe just
2: for our club members?
4: Uh, no, we'll still do something oh, backstage okay. for our club, for members. club members. Okay, so now,
2: yeah. All right. We, we are so fortunate to have on the show uh, Joel Courtney. Joel Courtney uh, was first known for his role in Super 8, Steven Spielberg. Um, and, and before that he was, he was just a good little community kid here in Moscow, went to Logos, his dad served as an elder at our church and all that stuff. And, and then he got, well, actually I'm, I'm going to ask you, but I, I don't even know the whole story, Joel. I just, um, talked to your dad here and there and every once in a while I see you come in town and I say, hi, but first welcome to the show. show Joel, thank you for coming on, man. Good to be here. Thank you. Yeah. So you actually, um, your dad was, uh, as I mentioned earlier, was an elder at, at our church and then you, uh, I don't even know the whole story. Um, but one summer, your brother and you guys wanted to go down to LA and try out on some for some movies. Uh, and then next thing we know, like Steven Spielberg picks you up, and you end up on Super Eight and so forth. Uh, man, uh, it, I should mention though, the reason why we're having Joel on is because he's in the lead of uh, uh, Jesus Revolution, which Great movie? Which, which yeah, good movie. Both me and Keith saw it. Knock. We always have one dumb person in the room when we do interviews, and Knox uh, Knox hadn't been able to see it yet, so Knox is the dumb person today. But. um how did you get connected? with Steven Spielberg and getting that whole scene? Uh, man, must have been ten years ago now or something.
1: Yeah. So uh, uh, coming up on twelve, actually, or in into twelve at this point. Um, so my dad actually um, he found an acting class in Spokane. Mm-hmm. Uh, from uh, a couple of people from LA were coming up, um, and he offered it to Caleb and Chantel who, for listeners, if you don't know, my oldest sister and my oldest brother. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so they said, my dad said, if you guys want if you're interested, um, take a shot, take a crack at it, you know? And um, uh, they said yes. I mean, which, why not? They were doing theater in Logos. Yeah. Um, and they just, they loved it. I mean, I think Chantel to this day plays like the greatest old lady in, like, on, <laughs> oh, so, it's so, she's so good at it. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so that had to have been 2005 or six, okay. because I know Caleb was working for a few years and he was in LA even before I started. Um, I visited the summer of 2009. My dad and Caleb and Josh mm-hmm. were both, all three of them were down in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. and uh i i went to an audition and uh i uh i was in the sitting room with my dad and um the the lady came out said like okay are you next and i looked at my dad i was like can i audition and (laughs) he it's like, absolutely not. <laughs> you, you have to have like paperwork. You got to get signed. You got to have like steps on steps on steps and like signatures from people that, that you don't even know exist. Um, it mm-hmm. takes a lot of like red tape, you know, just to even be able to audition. Okay. And he said, if you really want to next year, then next year, like I'll process your paperwork. I'll get you, you know, uh, ready to go. Um, I took like six acting classes. I went down next summer. That was 2000. That had to have been 2010 at that point. And, um, I, I just walked in the door. Um, uh, JJ Abrams was casting. Um, it was actually an untitled project. It had like three fake names, uh, because he's so secretive and he just runs everything, you know, um, on the hush hush for yeah. sure. Uh and it was funny. We um we heard about the audition from uh, a casting director in Seattle mm-hmm. because it was a nationwide hunt. Like they were just looking for the perfect kid. And um I mean I think you know the only way like to get something like that is by the grace of God. Um and so I've been very blessed in that. Um I think it was very a uh, powerful way for God to like open up door, uh, that door for me mm-hmm. in, uh, in work and career. And, um, I didn't do the struggle, you know, that like every other actor does wow. of those like first 10 years where you're really fighting for it. And, you know, you've got two other jobs, you're mm-hmm. driving reads and, you know, auditioning on the side. Um, mm-hmm. I, I really didn't have to go through any of that, which is, Interesting. Pretty amazing. So, so, you, so you end up
2: on you end up on Super Eight, and then you've done a, a number of movies since then. And now you just one of them being
4: River Thief, where I was his driver.
2: Okay, just... <laughs> yeah. You did a movie with Knox,
4: I'm and sad. when was that? What when was that? Uh, 2013, 14, something like that. I think River something Thief was... like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay.
1: He, okay. Doesn't, he doesn't it's remember. Memorable. Me. No,
2: he doesn't remember <laughs> you either. He don't... he don't. He remembers when he went out of Hollywood. He remember...
1: <laughs> <laughs> but
2: you don't remember we're,
1: we're that we
4: being the perfect kid. Yeah, but. that's great.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um and so now honestly, honestly though, uh River Thief was a blur. We we did that in like ten days. Yep. It was something like ten days yeah. and um I there is actually stretches of filming like night shoots that I don't remember. I, like,
4: <laughs> I was in
5: all the I, night shoots, Joel.
1: You had one day shot.
2: There's a day shot
1: there. <laughs> see, filming in the, in the limo was great because you were being, you were just riffing. Like you were just like being funny, saying jokes. Like you were just like going for it, having fun. And I actually got to like lay down. And I remember being like, yes, we're filming in the limo today. <laughs> Because i actually got to, like to relax a little bit.
4: Joe, I'm thinking that, oh, man, this, this guy's liking my, 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 my thing, you know? He's like, my Joe's like, I'm tired. He's like, I'm laying down.
1: <laughs> you do your thing. He's like,
4: let Knox do it again. Three more takes. He's
1: awesome. <laughs> Sleeping in the back of your limo. That's fine. All
4: right, man, I want to talk to you about Jesus Revolution. You know, um, we were started talking about the film a little bit. These guys that saw the film, I'm the dummy in the room right now. And Keith literally started saying, man, I cried, man. I started crying like a baby in the film. And I'm like, I got to ask Joel, what in the world got Keith Daryl crying in the movie theaters? Like, you know, Lassie just died.
1: The Holy Spirit. I mean, uh, <laughs> mm. that is a very common occurrence. Um, my my mother-in-law actually just went and saw it for the third time. She keeps taking friends and she's using it like a, like an evangelism thing. we are like, hey, you want to go see a film? It's really good. And like, Interesting. just like talk about it afterwards. Yeah. And uh, she's like, it's my third time seeing it. And I still am crying at the end. I don't don't get it. (laughs) (laughs) It
5: it really is like, it's like...
1: legitimately a great
5: movie and even even just from like an evangelistic standpoint like talk to people it's a movie you can take someone to and just talk about the movie you yeah. know what i mean and, and kind of organically talk about the art talk about the aesthetics talk about the, the narrative it's not like a forced heavy-handed thing it's just a pretty natural so I, yeah i really just thought it was beautifully done and without giving any spoilers probably the thing the most for me where joel was, dies no at no the end. no not joel died he <laughs> didn't die um but when uh, chuck smith giving an answer for uh the, the dirty carpet that was, that was like one of the scenes where it's just like, oh,
1: why? You know what I mean? And like, wait, yeah, wait. I was...
4: Joe, yeah. what's the dirty carpet? Because I, I didn't see it. But I didn't want to do a spoiler.
1: Okay, go ahead. There's there's some pastors uh, and elders who are worried about uh, the aesthetic that hippies and dirty feet bring to new shag carpets. Because <laughs> they very- there were choosing <laughs> church. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And so like, physically getting the church dirty... Um, as a way of saying like They are not welcome here mm-hmm. And uh, Pastor Chuck Played by Kelsey Grammer Has I mean possibly the most beautiful Response to that which is Christ like
4: Yeah
2: and then The next scene you see him like all these <laughs> hippies <laughs> are- no oh, spoil okay. It, no All right. Uh, I got my, back here I like, got my producers, <laughs> and and then it's just really funny. Yeah, <laughs> 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 I got Keith to keep the cry somehow. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, no,
5: there, 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 there's numerous scenes throughout it, and talking to other people that, yeah, like you said that was kind of a common response was was crying throughout the, uh, yeah, just the, the, the whole movie. Well, it was, no, a, I'll, great, I'll it was say, a great story. You know, my, my
2: mom and dad, uh, uh, Joel, um, became Christians, and they were baptized in a not, not the Pirates Cove, but they were baptized in a uh, where did I put this? Um, because the the Pirates Cove is actually I think the smaller cove. the the Cor- Corona Corona del Mar Cove is where they were baptized in seventy one oh, or so, something. So my mom and dad became a Christian through Chuck Smith and that Calvary oh, Chapel really? movement. Yeah, okay. yeah. Okay, wait, so and my, my mom and dad were right down in the Orange County area. Mm-hmm. I don't
4: it, I don't really know this story. So Joe, can you kind of tell me maybe the the narrative here of what Jesus Revolution is pointing to? Because I really don't know. I hear a little bit about it here or there, but I really don't have a a complete narrative of this film.
1: Absolutely. Yes. So, uh, the film takes place. It starts in, uh, 69 in 1969. And, um, the, uh, the setting is basically, um, uh, kind of a torn country, uh, very, uh, broken, very distrustful. Um, the church is, uh, um, that's Vietnam war era. Yeah. Yeah. Vietnam war. Um, make love not war uh countercultural the hippies are just like raging doing all of their you know searching and partying and um uh they're very much seen as like the the dirty uh untouchables kind of I guess mm. uh and um Chuck Smith uh has a church and he is kind of just I, don't, I don't, how would you describe it kind of like, um not reaching them um he's yeah, he, um, he, he kind of
5: has like a so vibe he, of like, yeah.
1: Here's our here's our clean church.
5: Here's who we are. We're upper middle class people, middle class, and yeah. the hippies are on the outside. And so yeah. we we kind of have our community, and then and then they're them out there. Yeah. And that was kind of Chuck's mentality.
1: Very much so. And then uh, Lonnie uh, is a uh, one of those hippies uh, who is uh, saved, and he's coming down into the Southern California area. He, uh, meets Chuck Smith and they, um, they start, uh, um, you know, reviving the, uh, the church setting at their Mm, church. Uh, he's very Holy spirit driven. Uh, he's very, um, charismatic might be the word. Um, and they, kind of are ignited by the holy spirit and uh they start reaching out to the hippies in the most powerful way. And um mm. I am one of those kids that was uh reached and then I actually go on to, you know, um work with them at the church and uh uh you know, as Greg Laurie now has his own church, mm. um, you know, move on towards preaching and family. Uh it's it's a it's a beautiful story. I mean, quite humbling to be a part of that. I just like, I've, I've wanted to do a faith-based film for so long. And uh, the fact that I got to do this one is so much fun. And I really do think it sets the new bar for uh, faith-based films. Mm. Uh, the, brothers have been doing an incredible job in the last like five years with their films and i they're just getting better and better so it's awesome
5: how did you come across this opportunity like did you know people working on it is it a normal audition that you went for or how'd you go about it
1: this this was a just normal audition um i got the script i got the audition scenes i prepped them i went in did the audition with the director producer Um, and, uh, I got the role like two weeks later and that was January of 2020. And so we were supposed to film in April and we kept getting pushed back like a month, a month, a month, a month for COVID. Um, I'm just so grateful that, you know, they, uh, they kept the lights on for this project because I know that there was a lot of films that were supposed to film and they did not ever come back. So, uh, Super, super grateful, super thankful. And, uh, you know, everything in the Lord's timing, as good as the movie would have done in 2020, I think it really strikes a note. Beautiful 2022 and three.
2: Uh, before uh, we get to this yeah, next question, uh, yeah, Keith,
1: ahead. Keith, it's your
2: turn to read an ad, oh, and my t- turn to embarrass you. <laughs>
4: Dude, okay, wait, wait. Did you tell him about these ad reads? So right now, okay. Doctor James mm-hmm. White holds the best ad read on Cross Politics yeah. when Toby isn't here, because I have to say that. Yeah, because I sit next to Toby all the time. <clears throat> but when Toby's not here, Pastor James, or, uh, yeah, I think Pastor mm-hmm. James White's right name. too. Yeah, but yeah, so yeah, you got he, everybody else has failed. Jared has failed. Who else do we have in here?
2: Oh, uh, Jared uh, was so boring. Yeah, he was oh, horrible. No, no um,
4: good. remember I, that time I, I, I did the one I worked in the Judo Chop. Yeah, let's let's not do
2: that. I was <laughs> like Judo Chop. So this is this <throat> is scoring. You're being rated by everyone listening.
5: Okay, so right. I a professional actor, so I'm going to let him judge. Leave you guys out oh, that's fair. Jealousy enough. will take Joel, over. Joel, I'm not going to reach his level, but kay. jealousy can take you gotta over. You got to be James
4: White, not Joe Courtney. Okay, I just want you to know that. Go. Reformation Heritage
5: Books is a publisher and bookseller whose mission is, by the Spirit's grace, to aim for the conversion of unbelievers and equip the saints to serve Christ and his church through biblical, experiential, and practical ministry <clears throat> via books, tracts, and other, stopgate, other resources. Reformation Heritage Books is committed to the conviction that the scriptures of the Old and New Testaments, as originally written, are God's inerrant word, Inspired by His Spirit, and therefore, are the only sufficient and infallible authority for faith and practice. Visit their website at heritagebooks.org for more information. That's heritagebooks.org. Heritagebooks.org.
2: I, that was better. I had to stop looking at you because I was just gonna. I was just gonna keep laughing. Um, I, I, I remind our listeners that Keith does open-air preaching, and, and like he looked more nervous here <laughs> in this ad read than, well, I, than, I felt, than felt, I've ever seen I felt Knox's before. eyes on me.
5: You started laughing. I, mean, I got a he, professional actor. You drive all around the country, do open-air preaching. <laughs> yeah, I got and, my lane. And this buckles you right here? I got my
4: lane. Well, it is against Dr. White, and I got to say, Dr. White makes me want to go to Heritage Books when you don't. You that. That's okay. Hey, Joe, I do <laughs> – so I, I want to talk to you i want to talk to you a little bit about christian films um you know you said you you wanted you think this sets a new standard what is it about this film that you think a lot of christian films are missing that this one really caps um captured
1: so um as all films do it takes a budget and it takes money mm. so i think that uh One of the reasons why this works is because we really had a we had a pretty wonderful budget Um, and it's borderline miraculous that Lionsgate would take a chance on um, a film called Jesus Revolution in Hollywood at this time, you know, Um, I need a limo driver. <laughs> I, I can huh? drive a
4: limo. Y'all, y'all a limo? I, I don't know. Since you had such a nice budget, you know, you could have had a limo drive. Anyway, anyway, go ahead, Joel.
1: You were saying. Keep going. It was it should have been in it should have been in my contract. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's right. Uh but yeah, so it, it takes it takes a budget and um uh the the Irwin brothers really did um they've done a really wonderful job setting up their production company. Um, the, the creative minds behind all of their films are truly talented people. I mean, um, fellow believers, Christian guys, and they're on a mission to, you know, spread the gospel in, um, in, you know, their median, their medium, not medium, uh, in their medium. And uh, it, it, has been just a joy working with them. Um, The, the thing that they're really great about though, is being um, uncompromising with uh, their vision. So um, Lionsgate pretty much was like, listen, like go for it. You know, Um, we'll, we'll watch the dailies, you know, your, uh, your, your, um, your scenes that you set out on a daily basis. Um, But like, we really got to, you know, just go for it um, from the director's point of view and standpoint. And they've been working on this film for seven years. So I mean, like they were having a blast. We had some really crazy days. Um, but the 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 love for the project, the love for the uh the story, um, the joy of the spirit, you know, just being lived out uh on set by the people leading the production um i think that's another reason keith why you're coming out crying of the film you know like the holy spirit was present on set present during the writing of the script present for production meetings i mean these uh these guys did an incredible job um, and we driven by the spirit. And I, and I think that's, I think it's very evident and obvious. What
2: did were the Irwin boys, were they, were they hippies? What was their connection to the Jesus, Jesus revolution movement?
1: Um, so the Irwin brothers, John and Andy, um, John found out about the Jesus revolution movement like seven years ago. Um, he was doing research for a project And he found the Times articles, uh, Uh, is God dead? And then like two or three years later, uh, the Jesus revolution. And um, he's like, what happened to bring about those two articles where God is dead to uh, the revival? There's a revival sweeping across the nation and it's starting in Southern California. Like what's going on? And so he started researching. Um, He got to know Greg personally. Um, They were talking about their story. I think Greg was maybe working on his book at that time. Mm -hmm. And then uh, John was like, I got to make this into a movie. And so um, him and his writing partner, directing partner, co-producing partner, uh, John Gunn, um, who was originally going to actually direct. uh, They wrote out the script and, uh, it was just phenomenal. I mean, from reading it the first time for my audition, I just like oh, I, I love this. I think this is really good. Um, I think this is special. It was very much my take from the beginning.
5: Yeah, and I'm completely ignorant when it comes to art, film. We know, but but one of the one of the like amazing things about it, just like aesthetically, you know what I mean? The coloring, the the lighting, everything that they did really was like as just like a layman watch movie, like. A, just like a setting. I'm like, I love the way this is done. Like, yeah. like, and so like, I, you know, whatever the story was even behind it, like you could sit there, like if it's silent, you're sitting there going, this is a beautiful movie to begin with. And then you throw in the dialogue and even the dialogue and everything else. One of the things I was, I was impressed with, which I've already mentioned is, is just the ability to carry on. And you're not sitting there going, this is just so forced and heavy handed. It really is just like the story unfolding on real people's lives. And it's just not like a contrived narrative. So that was one of the things that stood out to me the most probably.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, no, it's, it's a, it's a great film. Um, And it like, it it stands by itself in that way. On top of that, the gospel is in it. And it's beautiful. You Mm -hmm. know, I mean, people are, I was doing, I was doing press for the film, and I had a lot of journalists asking, like, so like, how is someone who's not Christian gonna go to this movie? Like, very easily, because it's (laughs) just a good film. Mm -hmm. Like, even if you don't, except the Bible and Jesus, you can still enjoy this movie because it is beautifully done. It is well-written. You know, the performances are good.
5: Uh, <laughs> yeah. oh, Mr. Mr. Perfect. And Mr. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Did I, did I see <laughs> a pat on his back? <laughs> <laughs> and, no. And legit. legit no, obviously you're here. It's not just panning, but they were great performances. And even, yeah. you know, even having, I think having Kelsey grammar rounds, obviously helpful as a little weight to, to, to the film yeah. and everything else
1: absolutely yes um i remember uh so back when we were gonna originally make the film in 2020 um we were putting together a cast and then over covid pretty sure i'm the only one who stuck around i think everyone else kind of bailed and was like okay this isn't happening i'm ending my contract like we're just i'm we're gonna move on right um and then in 2022 when kelsey came on board. Uh, i think everyone was like oh, okay so this is happening for <laughs> real this is happening, this is happening for real and um he is so good i working with him is just humbling i mean uh his experience is like in like amazing i mean he he's reminds you of me. it's something okay. you like, can say he plays <laughs> like a joy force
4: he reminds you of me. I get it.
1: Uh, he does. Yeah. He took me right back to a limo. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he laid down the <laughs> back. He's
1: like, you do you. <laughs> hey, hey,
4: hey, Joe, um, so how long is it going to be in theaters? Where can people go see it at? Give us the lowdown.
1: Yes. So, theaters, I think we went to 2,500. Um, oh, we, uh, opening weekend, we were projected to make like 6 million. We uh, nearly did 16. Oh, uh, awesome. And so, uh, the, uh, the the reception on it was very powerful. Uh, we're still killing it. I mean, our box office numbers are incredible. Uh, we are actually spreading uh, uh, to New Zealand, Singapore, Australia. Good night, Brazil? Did
2: you want to yeah. say Brazil?
1: Okay. Uh, so, by no means is this done. Um, I think in theaters for the States, I think it's projected to be done this Thursday, but there's like a, there's a possibility for it to be like extended yeah. Yeah. multiple times, yeah. um, which we already achieved one extension. I mean, we, it was supposed to be done, I think last weekend, but, um, we got it pushed even further back. Wow. So we're hoping to get, uh, re, um, uh, like renewed up into Easter. That would be like, oh, yeah. Yeah, Way it makes to be- make sense too. Yeah, so. you,
4: one of the things that I do, especially for the films that uh, especially Christian films that I want to see out there that I think are good films when I can't get to a theater, there's not a theater around me, I go find where there is a theater and I buy a ticket.
2: Yeah. Even you can if, just buy them online. You can't even go to the show. Right? And just buy the, just buy the to help. ticket, yeah, yeah.
4: and then if I know somebody there, hey, I bought a ticket. I do that to support films like that, and this yeah. might be one of those films. If it's not playing near you, buy a ticket, support yeah. it, because they say, hey, you know what? We should run this again, and then you might end up getting into your neighborhood and your community because of that. Joel you got time to stick around? You got to run. I've got time. Ooh! All right. More. Well, you know. Let's. He's go back, on cross politics. Like go back, I got time. Backstage.
2: I got time. All right,
4: Joey, stay right there. If you're single, get married. If you're married, have you some kids. And if you have kids, go baptize them. Until tomorrow, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Go fight, laugh, and feast. This
0: is cross politics. We study God's word at music camp, and God commands us to sing as, to let his word dwell in us richly in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. We're to worship him musically. We're to proclaim his word musically. And so we wanna train up our our students, our children, to be able to sing skillfully with music, to understand what they're doing. Bible says sing with understanding. But it's all couched in studying God's word, growing up as Christian worshipers.
3: The default in our culture today is to be a music consumer. We are conditioned by the age we live in and the technology we have to be people who listen to music and it's an important part of our life. But we have lost something that our forefathers knew, which was being active participants in music. used to be if you wanted music, you had to make the music. And now we we just press a button. But uh, these students Uh, are learning through the course of their time at Music Camp not to be music consumers, but to be active participants in making music. So not only to learn how to sing well, how to understand music as it's written on a page, and how it comes together in a group environment, but to be able to take those experiences and have them be the seeds that are planted for their involvement their whole life in the musical life of the church. We want these students to be the next wave of worshipers in the church who know how to sing to God.